to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I am Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today on the show we're going to be talking about the fifth Doctor story, The King's Demons, uh, which is written by Terrence Dudley and directed by Tony Virgo. Virgo. Um, This was the season finale of season 21. 20. 20, 20, just 20, yep. um, of 20. And, uh, as far as like the background significance, it's like a two-parter, which is nice. Um, always <laughs> nice to get a two-parter, uh, unless it's during the sixth doctor era, in which case it's like, eh, yeah. what's the point? Um, <laughs> can you get excited? Cause you only see two episodes and then you and watch then they're them. like 50 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just ruin it. Don't they? Yeah. Um, so the the whole deal with these two episodes is that uh, John Nathan Turner um, meets with this guy, this software designer and uh, robot maker like team of uh, there's this guy Richard Gregory who who builds this robot thing and he's like, wouldn't it be cool to have like a real working robot on Doctor Who? And John Nathan Turner's like, yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, this guy, his 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 like partner, Mike Power, um, worked with with Richard Gregory to like make this robot basically that if you pre-record dialogue for it, uh, you can program the robot. Like Mike Power is the programmer, he can program the robot to sort of like mouth the dialogue, like mouth in time with the dialogue as if it's speaking. And it's like this sort of like automaton robot thing. It's very creepy and human-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But it's a real actual like working robot. It's not like a dude in a suit or anything. It was like a real robot. So like Nathan Turner is working with these people for a while and he's just like, man, this would be a really cool way to just like get rid of K-9. Like, you know, we got rid of K-9, but... It was cool that there was a robot in the TARDIS, but K-9 is lame, so we should have, like, a cool, like, robot dude. Like, that'd be fun. So he's like, okay, we're going to do this this uh, this story to introduce this robot character that is going to become a robot companion. Um, and so he gets Terrence Dudley to write it, uh, who Eric Sayward hated with a fiery passion. Um, <laughs> Terrence Dudley wrote For the Doomsday and uh, Black Orchid, as well as uh, A Girl's Best Friend, which is the pilot for that K-9 and Company show. Um, and uh, Eric Sayward thought he was garbage and didn't <laughs> want him anywhere near his show anymore because he hated Fort of Doomsday and he hated Black Orchid and he just thinks this guy sucks. And uh, just like everything that Eric Sayward hated, uh, John Nathan Turner ignored that. Uh, and... <laughs> told Terrence Dudley to write a story anyway and he did and so he wrote this story about King John and uh, he wanted he also wanted uh, Jonathan Turner also wanted this to be the return of the master who had not been in season 20 yet I think or hadn't been in it in a while or something no just hadn't been in it yet yeah he hadn't been in the the the, season at all right since time flight yeah. Um, so, and he was contracted for two stories, but they hadn't put him in one because, again, Eric Sandler hates the master. He thinks he's garbage <laughs> and a stupid <laughs> garbage character. And John Nathan Turner is just like, oh, that's cute. We're doing it anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so, so, you know, 
kicking and screaming, Eric Sayward had to uh, do this story with a guy that he doesn't like about about a guy he doesn't like. Um, this two part story, and so uh, we get this, and uh, and then and then this crazy thing happened because. It was like right before the episode aired or shortly after the episode aired because it's the season finale. Uh, Mike Power, the guy who was programming the chameleon prop, it would have been right before they started filming. Yeah. Uh, he uh, died in a boating accident. Just just died. Um, and just like anyone who uh, likes job security, he didn't train anyone else on how to use the software. So... He died with the secrets of the chameleon prop, <laughs> and no one knew how to use this stupid thing, and so it can't walk around like it's supposed to, and it, it can't really do much of anything. They they programmed it with the little bit of dialogue that it has in the story. It took them weeks to do it because it was all through trial and error because, you know, it's not software in that you just plug it up to a computer, type some words, and then send it over there. It wasn't like that. Like it was a big, complicated problem, like uh, complicated program, because this was 1983. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that sucked. Uh, so as soon as they get Chameleon and like this is going to be awesome, uh, they use it, and it's not awesome because Mike Power can't run it because he is no longer with us, and uh, <laughs> they're like, we need to get rid of this thing as quickly as possible. So it's literally like the next story after the Five Doctors, they get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, it's a, a hindrance, um, and as as cool as it is, uh, that's a problem. Also, look, it's really cool that they made a working robot, but it still it still doesn't look good because it's not like it's cool that it's a real working robot, but like it looks like a like a robot, like a like a like a cheap nineteen eighties robot. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like. Like, it's cool that it's a real robot, like, that it actually worked, but it's a problem that it's, like, it just, it, like, it actually works, but it actually works, you know, in 1983. So, yeah, it's not, like, a very advanced looking thing. It really just looks like, like a puppet. I mean, really. <laughs> um, and it's creepy because. Oh, God, it's so creepy. It's very automaton-like. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's the background. Uh, they have basically John Nathan Turner wanted a robot and he got more than he bargained for. <laughs> and Eric Sayward wanted none of this, but he got stuck with it anyway. Uh, sometimes I pity Eric Sayward. Yeah. <laughs> he just. Not wa- often. Yeah, sometimes. not often. But, <laughs> but like the guy just wanted to make Doctor Who the way he wanted to make it. And he just – he did not have a producer that agreed with him. And no. you just have to like look at it and just be like, why were you guys working together? <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't make any sense. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that's that. Um, so uh, Cassandra. Mm-hmm. The King's Demon. Demons. King's Demons. If I if I if I never hear someone saying in a wilty British accent demons ever again, what is what does he call what does the king call them like my demons? Like but he says our it like, demons, our demons. Yeah, because he's very he's the king, so he speaks in the royal we all the time. Oh man, <laughs> he says it so much. 
Yeah. To the point where, like, at least at the end, when you find out that the king is chame- was chameleon the whole time, you're like, oh, okay, so he was only programmed with, like, a few things to say? All right. Mm-hmm. That makes you feel a little better. But, <laughs> but like, while you're watching it, oh, man, my teeth were grinding by, by like, the second episode, like – he was still doing it and I was just like oh god make it stop please <laughs> make it stop please don't let him ever say this again um oh. ah demons oh god it's <laughs> the worst uh yeah I actually um all things considered I thought this was a really fun story really yeah is this, is this the first time you saw it yeah okay I know like the first part of it is like is like kind of boring um, like the first like fifteen minutes of it, I would say. Although mm-hmm. I did, I do like the doctor just like showing up mid joust. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I don't know. I kind of like this. Like I like, I like the master. You know, being the master of disguise as as Anthony Anley uh, ought to do. Um, mm-hmm. I like that, and I like that the master, who is the master of disguise, invents a robot who's better at disguising himself than he is. <laughs> I just, I thought it would be, I, I think it was a missed opportunity for the master just, like, if the doctor just being like, oh, wow, he's really good at disguising himself. And the master's just like, well, I mean, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's no <I> mean, me. <laughs> But he's fine. You know, I built this thing, so <laughs> you should really be giving me the credit. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. No, this is the second time I've seen this story. Mm-hmm. And um, the first time I was like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. The robot's creepy, but eh. um, This time, though, it was, it, I, thank God it's only two episodes, because I was like, really? Really? Mm. I don't like. I, I did not like this. If it was time. if it was longer than two episodes, it would be unbearable. But oh my god, as like a two episode thing, like I don't know. I really like these fifth fifth Doctor two episode stories that I don't think uh, a lot of people like. Like most people like really don't like Black Orchid. But I'm just oh, like, I love Black Orchid. Yeah, I really love Black Orchid a lot. <laughs> I like Black Orchid and I like Fort of Doomsday, but I don't like this. Mm. It's just I don't know. It's like, oh, you know, King John. Like, I really, I actually really like the first part of this. Because I, I really like it when the BBC does, like, period pieces. Because oh. everything looks really cool. Um, and I'm sorry if you can hear that noise downstairs. I don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> there's just, the walls are shaking. It's uncomfortable. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I like it when the BBC does period pieces because, like, they really pull out all the stops um, with like the costumes and the sets and the, the horses and the jousting and I'm like mm-hmm. oh that's is cool I'm about this and then it's just like oh it's it just turns into a really dry boring history lesson with a really creepy robot hmm interesting me. yeah I actually I really don't like those first 15 minutes because like the doctor isn't in most of them like it takes yeah. a, it takes a good 10 minutes or something like that before the doctor shows up and mm-hmm. like I look at that whole first scene where like the the king is like arguing with that peasant about like have you really given us all your fortune really I think you're lying I'm gonna kill your son <laughs> to prove that you're lying and I was like okay we're just really just like flying fast and loose with logic huh um, yeah well King John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so so uh, he's like doing this joust thing, but I'm just like, you could have 
really just started with the joust because it's not like that guy and his son really played a big part in this, really, mm-hmm. other than like giving the doctor like somebody like a local that he can trust or something like that's really it and you could have just had him explain what happened after that you could have just started with the joust um so that the doctor showed up in like three minutes instead of like 15 (laughs) um because i i'll say like it it got to a point like about seven minutes in where i'm just like is this am i watching the right thing is this tuck (laughs) who what is (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 it was weird uh, that it took so long for them to show up. Also, I love that like Tegan is just perpetually cold in this story. Yeah, it's just she's just wearing more and more layers and blankets and furs as it goes along. Cause she's just like, ugh, England's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Australia. It doesn't get this cold, right? Ah, uh, I don't mm. know. I just the robot is creepy. Yeah, it I, is. I hate robots. I especially, like, I don't even like people pretending to be robots. The fact that this is an actual robot is terrifying (laughs) to me. Um, Did you you read um, online about the quote-unquote curse of chameleon? No. Because it's my favorite thing. No, Um, do tell. Okay, so you know how the uh, the software programmer, like, died in a freak boating accident? Yeah. Um... But I guess which sounds this... like something from a black comedy. I'll be honest. Yeah, like where where you're just like, am I supposed to? I'm, I'm not supposed to laugh, right? Like freak yeah, boating just... accident. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I don't want to. It's weird. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. It feels but... like something from an Alexander Payne movie. It really yeah. does. <laughs> he programmed a robot, and then his secrets died with him in a freak boating accident. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's how uh, that's how George Clooney's wife died in The Descendants. Oh. It is an Alexander <laughs> Payne movie. It's literally oh an Alexander Payne movie. All right, anyway, oh continue with the curse. Okay, so these these people who wrote this book back in '96, like this encyclopedia of just trivia of Doctor Who, um, like the uh, the writer of the script. Um, like Terrence Dudley and Peter Grimraid, who wrote Planet of Fire, where Chameleon also shows up. Mm-hmm. They they died. Um, oh, all all like, the actors in like freak what? accidents or just like no, the whole like they age? just they have they have died. Oh. Um, <laughs> all of the uh, actors who were pretending to be like the like the robot, like um, like when the. Uh, when the, the the robot is pretending to be like King John or whoever, oh, all of them have died. Um, well, the he, he pretended to be Peter Davison. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, is Anthony Ainley still alive? No. Yeah. So there you no, go. He's gone. <laughs> but just like so many people have just like died, like the voice actor, like it's it's weird. Huh. It's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what else I thought was weird? When you get to the second episode, like, one, I just, I just love, I just love the reveal of, of the master. Just, he just, like, <laughs> he just stands there and then just transforms. <laughs> and then he's, like, giggling at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm like, why don't you just rip the beard off? Like, why do you have to, like, <laughs> why do you have to, like, Sailor Moon it? Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, 
So so after the master shows up, like or reveals himself and uh uh like sort of like takes over the story in the second half and you get that point where like when he reveals that King John is actually this chameleon robot that that he invented and he's just like, "Oh, it's it's mind controlled by me." And mm-hmm. the doctor's like, "I bet I could do better." And so then they like <laughs> they like mind fight over yeah. over custody of chameleon. And uh, it's a lot like um, Nightmare in Silver. Yeah. Yeah. Where like the doctor and uh, and the cyber controller are like are like mind fighting. Locked in mind battle. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I was like, oh, that's that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I did like that. I like I like them just like mind fighting each other. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and and with with like poor chameleon just like stuck in the middle like a like a child who doesn't know what yeah. parent to choose in the divorce. <laughs> Mom and dad are fighting again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Oh, another thing I don't really like about these stories, um, like in this era, is just like anybody can fly the TARDIS. Like Tegan, Tegan is constantly flying the TARDIS, and I'm just like, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. But you know. Yeah. Also, the Iron Maiden as a TARDIS. We've talked about. Yeah. This. We've talked about this. It doesn't make any sense. Like. Yeah. He like they like put him inside, and he's just like, ha, LOL. Little did you know, <laughs> this was my TARDIS the whole time. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was just open. We saw it. Yeah, we saw the back. I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, master of disguise. (laughs) (laughs) Just turns into a magic trick. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn my TARDIS into this hat and then just put this hat on my head and then slowly morph it over my body. Like, I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I just don't think that they really thought about that stuff back then, you know? Yeah. They're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I I just I really that's that's why I think that the 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 regular TARDIS is so special because it's like, yeah, it's a box and you, you go in it, like they can go all the way inside and mm-hmm. it's fine. Sometimes it doesn't work because like sometimes you get the thing where like they're walking into like what is obviously just like an empty box and then Right. And then you like cut inside, and then it's like these automatic doors, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa hold on!" <laughs> That's why I like the new show. I like that they've like turned the door of the TARDIS into like the the police box door. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think that's really cool because that's something they never did in the original show, right? Mm-hmm. In the classic show, so like I really like that. They didn't even do it in the Eighth Doctor TV movie. They had like those big Gothic doors on the inside. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was really Russell T. Davies that did that, and I think he makes the whole like TARDIS idea like work a lot better. Yeah, as I agree. A result. Um, I hope when the Master comes back in the premiere, I hope she has a TARDIS this time. Yeah. Just so we can like see them play around with the chameleon circuit in like a modern storytelling mm-hmm. process, so like we can just like, oh, okay, you know, like I, <laughs> like I said, the. Uh, the 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 tar the, the master's TARDIS being like that trailer, in uh, in his first story was like perfect. I was like, yeah, yeah. now we're talking. But uh, uh, Iron Maiden, uh, not so much, not so much. <laughs> that doesn't doesn't really work. 
Or like, um, I love I love Deathly Assassin, but like the the grandfather clock that Gooey Master disappears into, like that doesn't really work. Like, no. yeah, <laughs> I love that story, but I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Did that happen at the end of the? Because I know there's the gr- grandfather clock in um in uh, his second to last uh, story, fourth Doctor's second to last story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because he like disappears and then there's like laughter and then that's the end of it. And that's that's deadly assassin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I I'm picturing what you're thinking, but I'm for some reason I'm thinking of um, I'm pretty the keeper sure it's of deadly assassin. Because he comes back as Gooey Master. Yeah, in Keeper of Trocken, and he's in yeah. the Godfather Clock. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess he just kept the Godfather Clock? I don't know. I don't he's know. like, oh man, I like this. Let's, let's go with this. <laughs> yeah. That's... Why Why was there Godfather Clock on Gallifrey? I don't know. <laughs> I could be mistaken. It's been a while, but I... Like... Either way, the Godfather Clock does not work. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of what story it happened in, it doesn't work. You're yeah. totally right. It does not work. Um, it should be a thing that you actually have to get into. Like, right. always, 100% of the time. Like, it shouldn't be a dresser. It shouldn't be a godfather <laughs> clock. And it certainly should not be an Iron Maiden. It might, it, you know, a fridge might work, but that's pushing it. That's like, pushing it. Because you're yeah. not supposed to get in those. <laughs> and kids could suffocate. Don't try this at home. Unless there's a uh, nuclear explosion in your Yeah, facility. exactly. <laughs> in which case, by all means. <laughs> uh, yeah, trailer a trailer works. Uh, uh, or even like just, a phone I, booth, like a regular phone booth. Well, I mean, that would work like except that like one. you can see in it, you know? Yeah, okay, yeah. That, that would be the only problem. Although, God, what would that look like? Like, what if the TARDIS was clear? Like, what would that look like? Ooh. Yeah, right? What would that look like from the outside? I think that would just mess with your brain yeah. so much that you wouldn't be able to comprehend what you were seeing. Probably. <laughs> huh. Weird. Um, yeah, so... I always wonder... I always thought it would be cool if, like... like like what if like the TARDIS just like turned into like elevator doors like on a on a wall? You know? Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. So then you're just like uh, going back to my TARDIS. You hit the up button and then just go inside, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just disappears from the wall. That would be really cool. Yeah. It's very James Bond. Very. Be per- be perfect for like a John Pertwee esque Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> or Master for that matter more accurate. That would be so cool. Can you imagine, like, seeing that and your, like, brain just goes boop, because yeah. it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> and it'd just be, and it would be, like, really cute, like, if the master was just, like, went in the, like, uh, did it right right next to another set of elevator doors and, like, just went in the wrong elevator. And yeah. Just, like, I don't <laughs> understand what's happening. <laughs> I uh, took the wrong elevator. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. You you just see the dial, like it goes up, 
and then it comes back down. She comes out, and she's like, all right, let's try that again. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, I'm, I'm pro elevator TARDIS for, want the, this. for, for the master. I want this now. <laughs> that's, that's, that would be a good time, I think. Um, and just like, or you could just put it in like random places, like at the side of a building, you know? Mm-hmm. And it'd be, it would work the same way where people would just be like, that's weird. Yeah. And then just walk past it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why is there an elevator here? Oh, well. Yeah, whatever. We're probably not allowed <laughs> to use it. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so King's Demons. Uh, I don't know. Tegan's, Tegan's <laughs> cold a lot. Yeah, uh, Turlo doesn't do anything. Yeah, Turlo's just like <laughs> they just put him away for a yeah. little while. <laughs> um, I love too. They're just like, can't you, can't you use the powers of hell to get us out of here? <laughs> and he's just like, I mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Also, uh, they did not skimp on the religious overtones of this or undertones. No. Like, I don't understand where the whole. De- I still don't understand where the whole like. Oh, look, demons! Like, what? I don't. Eh. I don't know. I guess they uh, maybe he mistakenly misunderstood the TARDIS as like coming out of the ground. Maybe I don't know. I maybe. Or they just were like, "Oh, magic!" So you must be evil demons. Yeah. Um. I don't know. And then if the king says it, like, no one else can question it, because, you know, king, right. king logic, logic worked as, like, uh, like God's word or God's will or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was, like, blasphemous to say something that the king didn't say or something. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I, 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 I liked it at least this first time. Um, I don't yeah. foresee myself, like, being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this all the time. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say, it's been a while since we watched the Fifth Doctor story, and yeah. I was like, oh, this guy, I like this guy. <laughs> um, we got the Five Doctors I, next. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that since I first started watching. Me too. Um, because I watched that because I was like, oh yeah, like I'll get, I'll get Five Doctors all in one. <laughs> It'd be great, and it's like, oh, it's really just four doctors. Oh, it's it's kind of really just three. Okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they're like, eh, we can't call it the three doctors because we already had one called that. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting, uh, interesting finale. Although I would say, I would argue, like, despite, you know, whatever their production diaries tell them, uh, I would argue that the Five Doctors is the real season finale. Yeah. Um, because it seems silly to call the King's Demons their season finale and then later have the Five Doctors air, you know? Right. Yeah. It's still, and that, and it's a big deal. (laughs) Um, kind of a big deal. Uh, Five Doctors. Um, so yeah, that's the King's Demons, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's no Doctor Who news to talk about. Sad. Yeah. I miss I miss like New Who, and I didn't think I'd say that again for a while. <laughs> I know. 
I miss it oh, too. Oh goodness! I'm really I'm excited about all the writers that they have on this new season. Toby Whithouse. Two parter. Two parter. Yeah. The oh. return of the two parter. Yeah, two two parters because Moffat's doing a two parter for the oh. premiere. Um, the premiere is a two parter, and then Toby. To, then there's like a, a a one shot, and then I think Toby's episodes. Nice. Uh, so I'm excited about the return of the two-parter for sure. Um, I guess I guess you know we had a two-parter last season, but I don't think about them as two parts. Yeah, I don't the think finale. of I don't think of finales as two-parters for some reason. Yeah, because it's the finale, so it's like it better be a two-parter because yeah, it's it, just it, a given, <laughs> right? Because if it's not, then it's wedding a river song. We all know how no. that went. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Wedding of River Song would be would have been any better if it had been a two parter. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> All of my issues with that episode have nothing to do with how long it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just mean like maybe he had reasons for things that he did, but he was just like, I mean, I could write them out, but that would take up precious, pa- like precious page length. So I'll just. Make people assume that I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And that these things aren't happening for no reason. Yeah. Um, And then we're all like, you can't do that. You can't do that. No. Um, Because I will say that episode is like paced like a previously on. Yeah. Like the entire episode is paced like that. (laughs) We got this, and then we got this, and then this is happening, and then that is happening, and you're like, whoa, slow down. Yeah. I feel like every yeah. scene in that story is, like, less than two minutes. Hmm. Like, every scene. And I think most are under a minute. Like, they're so fast. Wow. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like two episodes worth of stuff happens in that episode, but it yeah. all just sucks. Because it's... <laughs> It's just all skimmed over. I don't know if it would be any better or worse, like, drawn out into another episode. Though, no, I don't know. Because I think the whole thing is just dumb. Well, <laughs> I mean, it is. But but also, who knows? Like, maybe he would have had, like, better, like, better reasoning and, and, and stuff for it if mm-hmm. he had more time instead of, like, just sort of half-assing everything. Yeah. Maybe he would have full-assed some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I got some full moon action happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess that's this. Um, if you have thoughts you want to share on full assing Doctor Who, uh, <laughs> find the post for this episode on the doctorscompanion.us. And leave a comment, or you can send us an email, tdcpodcast at gmail.com. If you're on Twitter, follow at tdcpodcast, so you'll know the second a new episode hits. Or you can follow our personal accounts. I am at Scott Corelli, and Cassandra is at Dark Hearted Rose. If you like the show, do us a favor, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, of course, most importantly, be our street team. Get out there, tell people about us. Tell people we still exist, even when New Who is not airing. Um, and, uh, check out, uh, check out, uh, my other podcast, not writing, which is available at duelinggenre.com. Uh, not writing is a podcast I do with Nick. Um, we talk about just whatever. It's kind of a conversation show. Um, so check that out. 
And uh, next time we'll be back to talk about the Eighth Doctor Adventures Series 3 Part 2 with Paul Montgomery. Uh, And then after that, uh, I don't know what's going to happen next. I'll keep you posted. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah, well, I I have some episodes lined up, but I have guest hosts, and I don't know. They're, one's new, and one is very busy at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know uh, what's going to happen there. So we'll keep people updated. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you next week with uh, Paul. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.